This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello there, old friend, and welcome back. If you're hearing this, that means you've listened to or are already a subscriber to the Literati Podcast. And to that, we'd like to say, we're sorry. You may have also noticed that Michael and I have not released a new episode in about two years. To that, we'd like to say, you're welcome. We hope that for those two years, you felt like a cloud that was hanging over you had been lifted. But all good things must pass, and unfortunately, the Literati Podcast is returning, Monday, February 4th. And it gets worse. We'll be releasing brand new weekly episodes. Sorry. We're really sorry. So sorry. We hope you can find it in your hearts to forgive us, and we hope that you won't hold it against us that we're re-releasing some of our favorite episodes from the first season to reacquaint you with our dumb world. So if you've got it in you, please tolerate this classic Literati episode featuring the great Catherine Cohen as Nicole Bergen. Forever! Dog! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Literati, a podcast about the greatest American novels never written. I'm Michael Wolf, And I'm Colin O'Brien. And together, we've read over 17 pages. Now, I myself, I'm a sci-fi guy. And Colin, you know him. I'm a sci-fi guy. We both love those bleeps and those bloops, those stunner guns and those sexy robots who don't know when to quit. Can't get enough. And, you know, actually, I'd like to start off uh, this podcast, if uh, if I might, uh, with a little reading of one of my all-time favorite passages. Now, now is this going to be sci-fi? This one's not sci-fi. This is one of the few non-sci-fi passages that I will uh, quote on this show. So don't get used to this, guys. I don't know. Okay. Here we go. Through error, you come to the truth. I am a man because I err. You never reach any truth without making 14 mistakes and very likely 114. And a fine thing too in its way. But we can't even make mistakes on our own account. Talk nonsense, but talk your own nonsense and I'll kiss you for it. To go wrong in one's way is better than to go right in someone else's. It's uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment. That's one of my favorites. That was really nice. I like that a lot. It's beautiful. Um, Michael, would you like to do a reading of a uh, passage uh, that you've brought? Me? Us? Yeah, we, were, we both uh, said we were going to bring passages, and right. I did mine, so now why don't you do yeah. yours? Yeah. Uh, right, yes, a reading. Um, yeah, I can okay. I can do that. Let me just, okay, let me did grab you, my... Did you write, did you I'm write I'm going to read the, a reading from my book. I'm going to grab the... Yes, right, of course, from a book. Let me grab a... Yeah, grab a book off okay. the shelf. Yeah. Here's the one I brought. Let me grab... Okay. Okay, pretty good. Here we go. I actually think your book is upside down, buddy. Yeah, give me a second. I know that. I'm okay. I'm just gonna it. turn it, turn it slowly. Turn it. Okay, here we okay. go. You've turned it actually a little bit too far. You're kind of going. Uh, yeah, past, I know. Okay, I, I, I gotta find the middle. You can only find the middle by finding the All extremes. Right, fair so enough. Me, fair enough. Let me level yep. it out here. Okay, yep. here we go. <sighs> Opening the book. So it's right side up, so it's a good start. Right. <clears throat> There's a reading that I've always loved. Chapter six. Everybody, dance now, yelled. 
OJ Simpson. Uh, it's my party, and it's bad enough no one brought a pony. Um, suddenly, a bunch of aliens bursted out of the cake. Hot chick aliens, though, so that was cool. Give us all your money, they demanded. And by money, we mean hot dogs? So I... You know what? I think that's that's enough. I'm going to read it. It's kind of boring. So right, you know, wait, Michael, no, Michael, kind of Michael, Michael. Can I? Me, but can I, I don't I, think other people would well, like can I, that. Can I ask you a question? Do Do you not know how to read? This is. I'm because so you're holding a you're holding a tale of two cities, and I'm pretty sure that's not in there. I am. Just read. This you, is so embarrassing. Um, Colin, I have to confess. When I was in kindergarten, I accidentally went to the wrong class. Um, instead of going to English class. I went to gypsy class and I only learned how to read palms. No way. No, it's true. Let me see your hand. Okay, here you go. Let me see. Okay, press the trace that one. Oh, you're stupid. What? Okay, lucky guess. Well, never mind that. You know, I can teach you how to read. Oh, yeah. Fat chance, fat. So uh, we got to do a podcast. There's no way you can teach me how to read. I can, the- and I'll prove it. Read. Everybody dance now. Again. Everybody dance now. Again. Everybody dance now. Again! The light of early morning breaks with simple grace through my window as yellow thrushes call out with eager fear. Jacqueline is stirring next to me, and I can't help but wonder if her passion is merely fantasy or if the war will keep me from ever having to wonder again. Again! It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Again! Call me Ishmael. Again! What light through yonder window breaks? Again! Everybody dance now, yelled O.J. Simpson. It's my birthday party, and it's bad enough no one brought a pony. Um, suddenly a bunch of aliens bursted out of the cake. Hot chick aliens, though, so that was cool. Give us all your money, they demanded. And by money, we mean hot dogs. Good enough, we really don't have time to teach you how to read, so let's get the show started. Was that not right? No, it was very, very wrong. Let's get right to it. That's uh, fine. It's really never kept me from publishing many books before. I just dictate it to my man. Who hey, whatever works for you. And uh, that works. You know, uh, speaking of not being able to read, do you know who else can't read? No. Children. And oh, yet they still true. write books for them. Yeah, children do love books. Seems a little counterintuitive to me, but you know. You know, I do think children are great, Mm -hmm. but the problem with them is they're so dumb. Yeah. They can't eat by themselves. They pee all over the place. And if you leave them alone, they just die almost instantly. That's just some of the ups and downs of kids. Now, what what I want to know is whose job is it to make these kids smart? I, for one, think it's their own job. Mm. I was left alone in a recycling bin, and look how good I turned out. (laughs) Now, me, however, I think it's the government's job. I was left on the steps of the White House as a kid, and look how good I turned out. Truman Carter taught me how to shave. Wow. But, you know, there are some people who think it's the parents' job. (laughs) As if parents are too busy having sex all the time. But if you are a parent and can stop banging long enough to make your kids smart, you're going to want to read to them. Reading allows children to imagine wonderful, fantastic worlds. Worlds where they don't just roll around on the Oval Office floor all day, even though the rug is super soft. But you gotta be careful, because in some so-called children's books, there's actually some pretty inappropriate stuff. In Hansel and Gretel, little kids stuff an old lady into an oven. Now, that's just not how you treat an old lady, I'm sorry. No. And then, in Little Red Riding Hood, a wolf eats a grandma. Now, I'm sorry, but I don't think that's how you treat an old lady. And then, in Lolita, a man has dirty thoughts about a child for 140 pages. 
Well, I'm sorry. I just don't think that's how you treat a young lady. Hey, Colin, are you sure that's a children's book? Um, yeah, it's about a kid. The protagonist is Lolita. She's 12. They made that very clear. Okay. Um, anyway, to make things easy, we compiled a list of some literati approved children's books. And who knows? You might even like them too. First one is called Charlotte's Web of Lies. All of Charlotte's lying finally catches up to her. Where the wild things are. Going fucking crazy and just killing everything in sight. Jesus Christ, somebody should really take care of these wild things. The little engine that could and stopped moving and crashed into a town. The adventures of Jimmy, the little donkey who always gets his foot stuck in a hole. (laughs) Can you imagine? By Donald Rumble. The adventures of the baby yoga gang. Uh Uh-oh, spiders! By Anne Rice. That one's scary, but it's fun scary. Here's here's one of my favorites that uh, my whole family reads. It was passed down from my mother. Uh, Gary and the Child Murderers. Mm, That's a good one. Here's another one. Too much applesauce. A favorite. Where did all these tiny graves come from? The Bone Monster Comes to Town. Stephen King's It's Not That Bad. Dead Dad's Trip to Disneyland. The Little Kingdom of Koopley-Doo, where blood rains from the sky and washes away the unclean in a river of sin. And holes. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. But holes. So run out today to your local bookstore or lending library and get one of those books to read to one of your children, whichever one you love most. We guarantee a fun time for you and your kid. So just do it. or what? I don't know. It's like you're just do it. Just do it. I mean, we put a lot of time into making the list. Yeah. I mean, the least you can do is just read to your kids some of the things we told you to read. We're not doing this for us, man. We're doing it for you. I mean, help us out. Come on. Freaking Jesus Christ. How are we doing on time? Oh, God. Okay, so, you know what? We're actually very excited. We're going to be introducing a wonderful young author. She isn't a child, but she's not quite an adult. So, without further ado, enjoy this selection from Nicole Bergen's Autumn's Monday. Hey, um, I'm Nicole Bergen. I'm a novelist, um, and this is fiction's not true. It's fiction, so it's not true. Okay, um, this is an excerpt from Autumn's Monday. It wasn't like that, said Nicole. Like what, said Cole. Like that, said Nicole. Yeah, said Cole. It was spring, again, and they were talking, again. February had been dark and distant, like something far away that's hard to see. With March came life, and the pair efforted quietly towards togetherness, like the show on HBO Go. Nicole and Cole knew they were destined to be together, but how? Nicole and Cole stood in the middle of the quad. Sunlight filtered through the magnolias and fell slant on the cool marble steps. Nicole set down her Fjallraven Konkin and glanced down at the ice latte in Cole's hand. Is that soy milk? She said. No, he said. Nicole was tired. She had been up late browsing Hulu Plus on her Roku and Skyping her camp friend Cecily. There had been a time when it was easy to talk to Cole. Conversation flowed like water, water that was in a river. But now the exchange was stilted, like water in a worse river. Nicole longed for simpler times with Cole, escaping in a zip car to the Poconos during spring break, taking an Uber to go to his pinball tournament over fall break, splitting a lift to JFK before winter break, 
Nicole's heart hung heavy with nostalgia for their glitter past, yet she knew one couldn't repeat the past. She had read Great Gatsby. But as her eyes wandered down Cole's strong jaw, she remembered what it was like to kiss on it. She had always been self-conscious about not having a top lip, but Cole always said that the absence made his heart grow fonder. She bit her bottom lip. Maybe biting it off would fonder his heart even more. It's cold, Nicole said. For iced coffee, I mean, she clarified. It's a flat white, said Cole. Suddenly the thought of being with Cole in a sex way overwhelmed her. Their last sexual encounter had been nine days ago, when Cole accidentally called her mom and spermed on her ankle. As Cole chewed on his plastic straw, magnolia petals dusted down from the trees softly, like snowflakes might. Nicole remembered holing up in Cole's dorm room during the snowstorm last semester and began to evoke the memory of Cole's bedroom. The way his graying duvet sprouted bits of dust in the blue light of dawn. The way he had a Keurig. Nicole remembered the night she first met Cole on Grouper. Grouper is an online dating site that sets up two groups of friends. Three girls and three guys. Nicole was one of those girls and Cole was one of those guys. After that night, Nicole and Cole spent all day, every day chatting on Gchat. Now Cole never G-chatted her. She always had to initiate. Sure, it was 2016, but she wanted to feel like half of an equal partnership, like two men on HBO goes looking. Sometimes Cole would reach out on Facebook Messenger or iMessage or Google+, but it just wasn't the same. Nicole longed for the early days right after they met on Grouper. Nicole had been scared to join Grouper, but she wanted to take a chance. Online dating may seem lame, but Grouper is more than an online dating site. Grouper is a social club that matches you and your two friends with fun area singles. Singles who want to live for nights will never remember, but friends will never forget. Nicole knew she would never forget Cole. She had to win him back. I started a new moleskin, she said. You love that, Cole replied. Yeah, said Nicole. This is what she loved about Cole. His energy, his sense of adventure, his playfulness. When they met on Grouper, Cole had suggested a game of truth or dare. He had dared Nicole to play vodka roulette, to take a selfie with a stranger, to crash a warehouse party. Now Cole was uptight. He got so mad last Thursday when Nicole crashed a warehouse party and then crashed her car into his duplex. Oh, God. The Cole Nicole met on Grouper wasn't so uptight. Grouper had taught them to live in the moment, not escape it. On the Grouper, Nicole could be real, face-to-face, not phone-to-phone. That's a good sentence, but I didn't come up with it. Grouper did. At that very moment, Nicole felt her iPhone 6 Plus buzz in the back pocket of her acid-washed, high-waisted boyfriend jeans from Urban. Boyfriend jeans is just what they're called. Nicole definitely didn't have a boyfriend anymore. (laughs) Cole gazed deep into Nicole's eyes. Hey, he said. Your iPhone 6 Plus went off. I know, said Nicole. Nicole didn't care about her iPhone 6 Plus. It was probably Dwayne Reed calling about her Nuvering or maybe another WhatsApp from Kelvin. Kelvin was just, I don't know, he's a guy. She didn't care about Kelvin. They'd lick each other's collarbones at Ultra. He smelled like sand and always bragged because his brother's boyfriend invented Venmo. Nicole wanted to live in a world where every day was a grouper, where every day was a chance to be real. In person, up front, off the couch, tweet at grouper with the hashtag, hashtag big nights for a chance to meet Pitbull. Nicole wanted to put a dent in the universe to leave her mark. The only way to do that was to win Cole back. She would go home and leave a poem in his Dropbox. But first, she had to show him how much she cared. Nicole grabbed Cole's hand and led them down the cool marble steps and into the basement of the university chapel. Slowly, 
Nicole rubbed Cole's wiener until they both made cum. Thanks, said Cole. Deaf, said Nicole. She wanted the moment that would last forever, so she snapped a selfie. The M. And you just heard a selection from Autumn's Monday by Nicole Bergen. We've got Nicole here with us. Yeah, um, my name's Mikkel. In the story, her name's Nicole. It's not true. It's a fiction story. Oh, Your gosh. Mikkel or Mikkel? Mikkel. Mikkel. Okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I have, my secretary has uh, bird's feet for hands. I'm his secretary. You can see my hands. You yeah. look stupid. Well, to be fair, no, Colin, I'm also feet for hands. Probably, Colin. To be fair, so I'm also your secretary. I don't yeah. want people to think there's a weird power dynamic. No. Anyway, Colin's weird little bird hands—they sometimes scribble and they sometimes scratch. And I'm so sorry, McCall. It's okay. I forgive. Now that's you. That's very big of you. I yeah, believe I'm, you're the youngest writer we've had on. Yeah, I'm 14. Yeah, but you're very prolific. Yeah. I say I'm 14 because it's good to be young in Hollywood, but yeah, I'm 18. I'm a freshman in college. Oh, you're 18. You lied. I'm no, I don't lie. It's bad. It's I'm. That's what happened with my relationship ended is because I lied, and then I had to don't have a boyfriend anymore. It's like, what's the point? Wow. So you've you're young, but you've lived a lot. Yeah. And you've learned the error of your ways, except for when lying still seems like it might benefit you. Then you'll just use use them to get what you want. Well. Yeah. I just know like women in Hollywood should be young and mm-hmm. I'm going to be a famous noveler. So I just want to be young and fresh. Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. And who are your inspirations in, in Hollywood or in the writing world? I'm definitely a Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Some that. Some people are Miranda Lambert. I'm a Carrie Underwood. Now, I've only seen one episode of Sex in the City and it was the one my sister had on VHS that I found in her room and I'd watch over and over to see the nipple. Um, I'm not sure what season that was. Just um, one nipple or two? She had two. I could only see one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched it a lot, so I'm sure of that. And uh, I, so I don't really know the character dynamics. I'd love to hear you break down. Who are these four women? Carrie Underwood is the main one. She smokes, but it's okay because it's on TV. Um, Randa Lambert is the mean bitch. She's a lesbian lawyer, but she like has a little bartender mm-hmm. husband. She has a husband? And there's, yeah. But she's a lesbian. I don't know. She's just like mad all the time. So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> sure. Sexuality is a spectrum. <laughs> and then, um, then there's good Charlotte. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, uh, I think she's, a she also had a few favorite. albums. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah good Charlotte's anthem. Throw your hands up. She's a nice one, but her husband's penis is broken. That's, that's tough on anyone. Oh my God. Yeah. One time I dated a guy who had to fold his stick in half before he put it inside me or he couldn't come. Wow. wow! Like a dollar slice. Yeah. So would it go side to side like closing a book or would it fold top to front? Like it was hamburger, not hot dog. <laughs> I now have the image very clearly in my mind. <laughs> Hamburger's a big way. Hot dog's skinny way. When I was little, I was like, okay, I want to be skinny. So I would be like, I like hot dogs or like a skinnier food. I don't eat foods that are longer. The smaller the food, or the longer the food is, you are what you eat, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'll have celery over an apple any day because I want to be tall and skinny and I don't want to be round. No, if you're fat, it's just bad and illegal. And it's kind yeah. of, it's not putting your best foot forward, you know? I think that the way we present ourselves to others is important. So yeah. I want to be a lean, mean yeah. writing machine. 
Yeah. And you can't put your best foot forward because they're too fat. Yes. When you're fat. When you're fat. Yeah. Um, my feet are not as fat as they used to be. Let's just say I'm back down to uh, size zero for shoes. You're a size zero. She that's Carrie was size five. Yeah, I'm a men's size zero. That's good. Uh-huh. I, I like skinny boys, but they have to be tall or kill myself. Now, there is a theme of sexuality in your writing. I think now's a good time to tell everyone, yeah, I've had sex. Uh, okay, so yeah, we just want to, we want to get that out there. I that had, you have had sex. I love I, it doing it and I'll have it in near me. Yeah. Colin's notes, it just says sex question mark. Yeah. Oh, well, there's yeah. three question marks because make sure we touch on that. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I did it with the men and if you, I did it with them. Great. So that makes three of us at this table who have all had sex. Awesome. Who's your favorite sex? I feel like I've answered this a bunch, but every time I get the question, I just blank out. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I really enjoyed uh, my first time. So, <laughs> everyone enjoys their first time. I think it's just cool because it's like, uh, you know, that Aladdin song, A Whole New World? Yeah. That's- that was the song you lost your virginity to. Yeah. I was in a movie theater and. A guy, uh, an usher, came around um, to ask me why I was crying. And I said, well, I'm all alone. (laughs) And it's my birthday. And uh, the usher gave me popcorn. And I fucked that popcorn till I came. So, yeah, I had a pretty good birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) I cried too the first time I did sex. I was listening to Bon Iver. Mm. On a waterbed, mm-hmm. and I drained the bed, drank the water to hydrate, to get ready. Oh, you got it for sex. And I yeah. rolled up the waterbed mattress, yeah. and I put it in me, and it was done. Right. But truly, the first time I had sex, the whole time, I was like, it didn't feel like it, it kind of hurt, but in my head, I was just like, you're having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It might have hurt because... It was a whole waterbed that you had rolled up yeah, and then inserted inside yourself? That's how they do it. Well, yeah. a woman's body is a mystery. Uh, yeah. yeah. To quote Boniver. But I love Boniver. He's great. It's great. I like, his, I like that song, Blood Bank. I met you at Blood Bank. I don't well. Oh, I was in the bags. You are stuck in the... You put a straw on the bag. You and you drank the blood. it down. I'm Boniver. I'm a positive guy. You know, as Boniver likes skinny too, skinny love. Yeah. Celery yeah. for dinner. You know, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. feels. Two words out of my mouth. Well, and I'll also take that cookie out your mouth. And <gasps> grab it. Hey! Uh, <coughs> so, when... You, uh, <clears throat> so as a student yeah. in college, you're writing, you're in classes. What do your professors think? I mean, here you are, a published author. <sighs> yeah, they're scaring me because I'm strong. Do you, you physically intimidate your professors? Oh, yeah, I'll just flex in the lecture halls and I'll say, okay, it's my book. So you, you take other people's books and just sort of put your name and your about the author on the, in them and 
Yeah, I went to the school library and every book I ripped out the front page and I wrote by McCullberg and now everyone thinks every book in school is by me and so all the research papers cite my name, parenthetical documentation. I never use footnotes, they're illegal. And then you can also, when uh, if people don't uh, cite you properly in their uh, uh, bibliography, yeah. you can just sue them. Yeah. At the school, yeah. Which is actually how you made all your money. Oh, I'm very rich. Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Well, because you're wearing what I'd call a distressed tunic. <laughs> it's inspired by the Trader Joe's bags. Yeah, no, I can see that because uh, it actually says Trader Joe's on it. And I believe um, there are a couple of grapes sticking around right around the top. Are those grapes hopping around in your... Those are my nipples. <laughs> I know you've only seen one, but they all come in different shapes and size. I'm sorry. I was confused. I thought there was actually food in that bag. I won't ask what the carrot is. So <laughs> what I wanted to ask is, is it hard to find an intellectual match? I mean, a lot of I, I, I'm going to speak for uh, men here and you can stop me if you want. But a lot of these men are ding dong dummies and they only care about one thing and it's FIFA. And you are a, a thinker and a mind lady. And you want to get somebody who you can connect with on every level, I assume. Yeah. Are you dating? You want a, a mindman? Yeah. Or the mind lady. Yeah. A mind lady. Well, I would suggest if you guys for dating, it's groupers, an online dating site that's two groups of friends, three girls, three guys. And oh yeah, you talk groupers. about this in your book. Yeah, yeah. Tweet at grouper hashtag I'm here. I'm here, and they give you a date. Oh wow. So yeah, yeah, I'm a mind man on grouper, but um, you have to have two friends with you, and I, I don't know anyone, so I just. You don't know anyone. I spend so much time in the books. Do you know how long it took to rip out every page of every book in the library and put my name in it? It took a long day. Yeah, I imagine that's like a full you know, day. That's like a, what's that called? Um, when you just have an independent study. Yeah, that's my major. My major was ripping out the front page of the books and putting my name in it. Well, it sounds like you're on track to graduate top of your ruined library. <laughs> graduate early, yeah. yeah. Um, and is this Cole character inspired by anyone jo in your life? No. Okay, so you, you closed up a little bit there. Seemed to get no. a little defensive. Okay, so Cole is not based on anyone in your life right now. No. It's just like... Are you sure? It's not even... It's like... Yeah, take it's, these tissues. It's, it's not a person. It's just like in my mind, in my imagination's eye. So you just... You you made up Cole. He's not a real person. He's not That's real. In your um, life. I don't know about it. Okay. Sorry, it's I'm okay, allergic yeah. to I'm allergic to wood, and this table's wooden. Sorry, we should. We, yeah, we should. You get a plastic sorry. table. You can Amazon now, and if you're on Amazon sorry, now, hashtag Amazon it. now. You get it. It is Amazon's. Um, we should. We'll make sure to get a plastic table for this. <laughs> really Nicole, sorry. I'm gonna push you right here. It seems like you've been hurt. No, my nose is stuff because it's cold season. I just like. What are you running from, Nicole? When Samantha says, when Carrie says, when Miranda's like, go, 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 and then get Charlotte's like, go, do, do. Carrie says, like, every man is a shoe, and only the right one fits. I can relate to that. It's hard to find a woman who will put on my size zeros. But you know what? I'm also going to quote that show and challenge you with that. That one time we saw that nipple. And that's about exposing yourself. And that's about being vulnerable and raw. Because that nipple looked like it was chafed. 
by the wind, the cold wind. And yeah, I want you to be that nipple. And I want you to expose yourself to us. Yeah. Okay. Well, God. Do you know what I mean? My ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And he did it. So you, so you were drawing I drew from perso- personal experience for this book. I drank from the well of my world. Okay. Put in it, just put, just put the straw in. And the, I did the thing where you sort up the straw, but then you hold the top so you can yeah. carry it over and, and you put it put in, in somebody someone else. else's drink. So I did the yeah. from the well of my life and put it in the well of my book. And you, you, put, you put a little bit of that drink in, mm-hmm. in all of our drinks when you wrote this book. Mm-hmm. And now we have a bit of that. Nicole, thank you drink. for sharing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. No. Dating Cole is nothing to be ashamed of. <gasps> yeah. Um, Are you guys together now? No. He works at Cole's. And he was so... He works... He, he's helping to... Because Cole's went out of business. He, he's <laughs> So he, he's helping to shut down all the Coles, right? Yeah. yeah. He was so obsessed with his job of shutting down all the Coles <laughs> that he didn't have time for a relationship. Don't cry. Don't cry, McCall. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So like Cole's always at Coles. And I was like, I'd call Coles and be like, it's Cole at Coles. And I'm like... Cole is not cold. Cole's on his lunch break. Well, it's also hard to do it Eating in the winter dull. when it's freezing cold outside. <laughs> so, so wait, it's too cold for Cole. Cole, Cole was, he, he's too busy for you because Cole was working at Cole's, eating Dole. I don't believe it. Well, is he getting that weird little growth on his face removed? The mole? mole. Cole's mole? Two points. <laughs> um, so, McCall, uh, how would you categorize uh, Autumn's Monday? Uh, would you say it's like a young adult novel? Is that is that your demographic, young adults? No, I say it's historical fiction. Okay, because it's based on things that it happened, history, and the things that happened in the past. But it's it's fiction. Yeah, it's not true. It's fiction. It's a historical, and that it's stuff that already happened. Okay, so like you might find this book next to uh, like uh, not in the biographies section, but. Uh, like what? What other historical fiction? Other there? historical fictions like Twilight. Um, okay. Have you read the Summer Boy series? It's about a bunch of kids on the beach losing their virgins. They and lose. Virgin. They lose the virgins or their no, virginity. <laughs> silly is an abbreviation for virginity. Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. it could get confusing if if they were just like like anyone who was a virgin. They just like are like, wait, where'd Kevin go? Right. Oh, that's a good idea for my next book. Yeah. Hold you need on. A pen? Yeah, yeah, please. That was the original name of Home Alone, was Losing the Virgin. Oh, I love this pen. Yeah. It's, nice. Uh, thank you. <gasps> well, it is. It is. It is a flare. I don't know. I don't. I see. I, I, I don't want to make this awkward, but there are definitely some discrepancies because you're younger. You're 18 and we're a little bit older. We're 21. And so there's, it's, you know, some of the words that you're using, some of the languages. Oh, yeah. We drink cognacs. Um, I've drank up to a bottle of wine, um, Shiraz sometimes, and then uh, Colin has a barrel that he drinks from. Yeah, well, I just, I just sort of like it's like a hodgepodge, just mix, mix all the drinks in there, and then I just drink from the barrel. He calls it Papa's porridge. Yeah, and it's cool, but I spell it, uh, you know, like pouring. You know. Porridge. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, my dad has that too. I wanted to ask you have a character in your book. Uh, named Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm- and it seems a little out of place because most of the book is romance and hand jobs. And then there's this one character who just 
um, is always on a griffin looking for a little golden snitch. Yeah, he's a school bully. Okay. And he's like, he's just up there and just taunting and teasing. And Nicole's nervous about him because like he's into her because everyone is. But mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's Harry. Harry H-A-R-I-R-I. Yeah. Named after Prince Harry. Yeah, and because he loves pottery, um, ceramics, and throwing a pot, and ghost, the movie right. Ghost with the signs and the hands. And who would you say is the ideal audience for your books? Yeah, any fan of history, any any fan of personal history, anyone who has a heart and love, and anyone who's inter- interested in online dating. Online dating is not lame anymore. Like, it's cool. Just tweet at Grouper, and your first drinks will be on Grouper's tab. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, online dating is not, not lame anymore. No, it's That's cool. Big. I stole someone's credit card to join Match.com. Really? Oh, wow. Can you say whose credit card it was? Myrtle. Myrtle? Oh. Money Myrtle. Money Myrtle is my friend from Calmer Camp. And you're, you're still friends even after stealing Money Myrtle's uh, credit card? Money. Yeah, she's chill. When you're young, everything's chill. Yeah. You guys, well, it probably got, was yeah. her daddy's credit card. Oh, same. It's the same as it, hers. Yeah. Family. I have well, she was dad's. named after her father. Money Myrtle. Mm-hmm. I have my daddy's credit card, um, which, which is cool because um, I definitely like I have my job and my books and I write a lot, but sometimes I need a treat if I've been really good and I just say, this one's on daddy. Um, so daddy will buy me nice things. What do you like you, to treat yourself with? Um, facials, um, hot stone massages, Swedish style, um, a bike to ruin. Uh, if I just got to get my energy out, you know, or I know I'm not going to ride this. So I, I buy a bike and then I chain it up outside my house and I let the seasons yeah. wear it away. A lot of those bikes that you see on the street that are yeah. uh, chained up and it looks like someone stole the seat or the, the wheel. It's usually just bikes that you've destroyed that I've put that out. you've bought, then destroyed. Well, and then daddy just bought up. it for me. Yeah. Um, I also do like that whenever you go into a store, you will say, this one's on daddy. Yeah. I say, this one's on daddy. Cha-ching, as I swipe. And then you'll also see the bikes that are painted white with flowers that are um, posted Mm. up places. Those are all mine. Those are yours. Mm. And what, is that an installation? Nah. I love how articulate you are. But white bikes are a member. Every day's a new start. You can go anywhere you want. It's pure, it's fresh, it's snow. I bought a $900 bicycle and left it in the blizzard, and I haven't looked for it because I'm scared it won't be there. Mm. So you, you won't look that for metaf- it because you're that scared metaphor. it won't be, be there anymore? Yeah, sometimes when you have your heart broken, you're scared to look, you're scared to go back and look at yeah. it. You know, I really, I really do think we need to get a plastic table because this one is soaked through. <laughs> I'm allergic to wooden. So besides your writing classes, what else are you studying in college? Yeah, um, silk... So you you major in uh, ripping pages out of books. Yeah. And my uh, minors is, is tapestries. Okay, but then you also take some silk. Yeah, well, that happens with the tapestries. Is that is that a required required uh, course? No, no, no one goes but me. <laughs> what do you learn in silk? You go to Joanne's Fabrics. You pull the silken strolls, and you cut it all up, and you roll in it, and oh, you say, "Sounds very tactile." I'm a tactile learner. Mm, okay. I'm a tactile learner. Um, I'm what's called a slow learner. 
Um, my doctor said I had too many marbles as a kid. I ate too many marbles, and they're lodged in between my brain and my spine. I was once called unteachable. So yeah, but, they all pretty much just gave up on me. Yeah, well, you know what? Geniuses have come from less. Cole is a slow learner. Really? Yeah. But he still doesn't know that they've all closed, all those coals that he works at. Well, he's trying to close them. Yeah. Anyways, it's cold out. Cole would like me to put marbles in his little hole. Which hole? The butt one. Yeah. Um, People are scared of it. It's like, just give it a go. Yeah, I believe that's the male G-spot. Mm. It's somewhere deep within that hole. I only come from my clip. What? <laughs> How many uh, <laughs> marbles could you uh, fit in coal? Two and a half. I buy a half. What, tiger's eye? Oh. Like a big shooter? Or the little oh. ones? I didn't know it's called that. That's nice. Do you like animals? I like hunting humans. <laughs> does that answer your question? Yep, it does. Okay. Um, no, I uh, I do like animals. I have... Uh, my home is full of uh, wildlife. On purpose or because it's dirty? I can't well, you shut don't... my windows. <laughs> can't because you're out. not strong. <laughs> yeah. All my muscle just wasted away. You're so thin. I love it. I drink protein shakes. And that's my only meal. But they're homemade. It's just salt and water. Cole used to love ramen. And so... Instead of buying ramen, I would just heat up a bowl of warm water and put salt in it, and he would, he would think it was ramen. He doesn't sound very bright. He's a slow learner. Yeah. What drew you to him initially? I was at Cole's. Um, His house or the store? The store. The store. Okay. I was at Cole's, and I went to get their meat, Swedish meatballs. And I choked on one, and he gave me the high milk, and then he kissed me. <laughs> that was it. That's honestly the most romantic thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's hard to talk about it. This table's so wooded. I really can't picture anything more picturesque than someone. Well, what happened was he did the high milk on me. Uh-huh. The meatball spurred <laughs> out of my mouth, <laughs> into, into his mouth. Look he up. swallowed it. And then he started choking. And then we kissled. Kissles when you kiss, but just a little. And there's probably some gristle in there. Gristle kissle. I like the tongue in my mouth for kissing. Yeah, heavy tongue. Like uh, a lizard. I'm sorry. I ate a breakfast. You don't have to apologize for eating a breakfast. You're right. I had a big breakfast. What'd you have? Um, I just went through my freezer and I ate all the ice. <laughs> Yeah, this is my favorite food. Ice is great because it can yeah. be whatever shape you want. So if you're hungry for, oh, I don't know, um, Colin, name a shepherd's pie. Uh, uh, classic. Yep. You could just make one out of ice. Yeah. I like ice because it's cold, but if you hold it long enough, it's hot. Yeah, what is with that? Let me call science. Hello. Oh, they said it's just because God made it that way. Oh wow! I'm really religious. You got you got science on a uh, speed dial. Yeah. Yeah. Who exactly did you call there? I pressed one eight hundred science. Do you know my dad? My dad texted me this morning. He says science is amazing. 
Your dad just texted you. Was there anything that prompted your dad to text you? Science is amazing. With the link to an article, I'm not going to read him. And then he's probably something about particles, a hadron collider. Oh yeah, I got that from Amazon Prime. Dads get so hard on that shit. Hard on. Excuse me. I had a stuck in my throat. So you're religious? Yeah, I believe in my God. And what is your God? He's a white man with a brown hair and a beard and a little white cloak. And when I'm good, he says, ooh, 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 ooh. And when I'm bad, he says, meow, meow. So uh, is there a formal dogma? I'm not like dogs. No, so no dogs. What does dogma mean? I'm sorry. It just means like a set of rules. Um. Or beliefs, like written down scripture. Or like dogma is like the, the mother dog. Yes, or the yeah. mother dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Dogma. No, I don't have rules. I just read so much and let those stories inspire my life and your life. Tweet at Grouper. And are you sponsored by Grouper? In what way? Are they paying you to talk about them? No, I don't work for Grouper. I just love it. So it's just a passionate part of your life that you want to put into your writing. I love all apps. Can't get enough. Thirsty for apps. <laughs> What's your favorite app? I think my favorite app is Find My Phone. It's a, just a fun game to play on the subway. I like, uh, just throw your phone and go find it. Yeah. So you need other people's phones to, um, to do that. I have an Apple Watch that I made. So I use that. It's just the core of an Apple well, tied to my wrist, yeah. So if that's just a core of an apple, then sure. I'm like the Isaac Newton of home-made things. You're like the Isaac Newton of Steve Jobs's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Colin, what's your favorite app? Uh, texting. Messenger. Yeah. Love. I would love it if we maybe ended with a monologue. A dramatic monologue. Go ahead. From you. Oh, what should I talk about? Um, I guess just like to kind of put out into the universe your acting chops. I would just love to hear maybe your take on the state of the union. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of like how you feel the country's going and society in general. And really, I'm just going to push you to explore your range. Don't look at me like that, President. I'm not your secret service agent. I'm your daughter. I didn't come to Washington, D.C. to eat in the Oval Office. I want to eat in my bedroom. I want to eat upstairs. I want to eat upstairs where I watch The Bachelorette. I'm not about to tell you about state of affairs. I'm about to tell you I'm going to eat upstairs, President Dad. Thank you. That was wonderful. That was a monologue from the movie uh, (laughs) President Dad. And uh, it's the scene where President Dad is giving the State of the Union address and his daughter comes out and interrupts. Playing a daughter of President, that was a stretch. I'm not pretty enough. To play the play the oh, daughter's. Oh, Nicole! Yes, you are. I'm not praying out to be a daughter of presidents. Nicole, you very well could be the daughter of a president or a czar, or even a mayor. A mayor? Yeah, even a mayor. Um, my brother was a mayor. Really? Before he fell. 
I want to say thank you so much <laughs> for coming on. Would you like to leave um, our listeners with any, either a favorite quote or words of wisdom or um, for maybe something for the aspiring writers out there? Grouper is more than an online dating site. Grouper is a social club that matches you and your two friends with fun area singles. Do it for a night and never remember a friend and never forget. Thank you so much, thank McCall. You. Thank you, yeah. McCall. We look forward to reading more of your writing. Yeah. And there's also a library across the street if you want to tear out any pages and put your put your name in them. Yeah, they'll take a whole day, but I'll do it. And thank you for being on your phone this whole time. Tweet at Grouper. Bye. 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 Thank you so much, McCole Bergen, for spending time reading to us from Autumn's Monday. It's great to know that the kids are still challenging the world and the kids are still involved and the books and the learning. So many people like to say, oh, millennials this, Generation X. And I say, you know what? The kids are great. She is a bright young woman with a lot to contribute. So you can follow her on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Grouper, and Hotspot, which is an app that uh, just tells you where on your body is too hot. Comes in very handy. You're like, I'm hot, but not all over. Right. And you want to find the problem source yeah or if you're tanning and you missed a spot for sunscreen so thank you for joining us for literati this week we hope you learned something and we hope you read something (laughs) so thank you and uh as we always say here don't forget don't forget to keep reading books or movie scripts if you're like an angel and if you are, uh, please contact us. I think we have some really good ideas. It's like um, the Bible has a ton of stories. So if we were to take that, okay, it's Moses, but he's fucking jacked. Don't give him all away. I'm just getting him a taste, Colin. So, so it's wait. Moses, but instead of that stupid beard and that tunic, he's, he's fucking ripped. Jacked. Yeah, and, he, and it's like he doesn't just like ask the water politely to like, move aside he like fucking kicks the water's ass yeah like, he's parting that ass like but yeah cheeks. he's like punching water boom, like, boom, punching, like get out of here water and his staff isn't just like a magical staff it's a fucking bow staff that he yeah. uses like a shaolin fighting monk or something or like yeah. loki yeah oh and it's in the marvel universe oh yeah oh yeah that's so you can so get like cool. there's a thing where moses fights the hulk and then he has to circumcise a kid and he just rips it right off yeah um, thanks for listening to Literati. I'm Michael D- Wolf. I'm Colin O'Brien. Don't steal our Moses idea. Yeah, don't. You can't because it's in here. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.